Okay, welcome back to Hair Daddy. Hi, you guys. It's Tina again. <laughs> to do this because I want Christina to tell her story and explain why she's doing this. I think the industry is in dire need of it. The connection of people, how people have worked together, what we've learned from, even in times when you don't even realize that you're actually learning something, which is what's so great about this industry. As long as you can be doing what you're doing, you're still on the daily learning something new, which I don't, most people don't get in a career at all, which is so awesome and it's awesome because we live in an environment where we work together as opposed to by ourselves in a cubicle (laughs) right I mean I remember when the first the whole concept my dear friends Danny and Aubrey who own Studio DNA and I've worked with for years um, when the whole studio thing started happening Mm -hmm. Danny wrote this whole letter like and put it out to all the hairdressers and said this is ridiculous this is not the way this industry is supposed to go and oddly enough you know, my yeah. friend Aubrey's in the studio now. I ended up in the studio yeah. because we were forced yeah. down that path. Because there isn't many options of where else to go, where there's a salon to go to or that you'd want to be in. Well, and I also people became so like independent that they like don't want to follow the rules and they don't want to, you yeah. know, or they couldn't get along with the other people. <laughs> but there's a missing, the connection of working alongside other artists and you know exchanging ideas and learning how to have those social yeah. skills even yeah. to be with other people so yeah, yeah it's a, it's and a, even for your clients like i don't know i don't think my clients would like it they love to sit and watch everybody else in here too well it's so you funny know? now that robert and i are up at the front yeah. together yeah my clients will listen to him or, or yeah. we, we interchange and start talking conversation mm-hmm. yeah so it makes it more interesting in that respect. Yeah. This is true. Like an old school barbershop used to be. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, barbershops still can kind of maintain yeah. that, you know, yeah. that there's this conversation, this experience exactly. and this community yeah. that people, you know, connect and hang with. out until yeah. they can take you. And trust me, I'm sure there's people who adore just like not being around oh, anybody yeah. and being isolated like that. I just think there's a missing for hairdressers and artists. Especially new hairdressers yeah. and new makeup artists. Or... Right. Because they never got to have a contact with anybody. They got their training. They went and opened their own place. And who who trained them? Yeah. And you who's too. continuing to do uh, YouTube? <laughs> where the person's, you know, especially makeup, what I find is so frustrating oh, is yeah. that the girls are doing their own face over and over and over again. And all you're learning is how to do that person's face. But how do you do somebody who's, you know, 60 years old or, you know, yeah. 80 years old or somebody with bad acne or, you know, with wrinkles or who just had, you know, a yeah. facelift or yeah. all those nuances of doing a perfect yeah. canvas and you're just watching somebody do their own face. And that is, I mean, I can say in what you guys do are fun. I, it's mind blowing to me, which sounds crazy because I'm changing people's hair colors, but it's so intense you're in front of them, you have their hands on their face and their brain, like just on them. Right. It's so different. Oh, yeah. So different. Like I've tried to do Emily's, like, I'm like, I can do your lash can't just like sit up there. And I was like, I know Emily, like I love her. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is way too much. I'm freaking out. And I, that's weird for me. Cause yeah. I don't feel, I, it was like way overwhelming for me. Right. Which I found so interesting. Like all of a sudden I was like, whoa. And to like 
know how different everyone's face can be. Like we all have the same oval face, but how different someone's eyes, someone's nose, someone's cheekbone, how to make that look good. That like, I, that gives me chills right now and gives me anxiety if I had to do that. <laughs> it's so funny to me that it's like so intense. Well, and all the different, you know, you know, if they take care of their skin or if they have rosacea right. or they're dry in certain parts of their face. That's or a not, lot. And they're lot. expecting to look like Linda Evangelista. And it's right. like, it's <laughs> a lot. I was like, oh no, it's super intense. Exactly. But I did that last and I texted Robert. I was like, well, I, I don't know how you do it. Like, <laughs> being behind them, even though I'm touching their head, is still such a different, yeah. for me, such a different experience. Well, part of the reasons we got so screwed in COVID. <laughs> I was like, like whoa. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's a lot. I was it's like, a lot. Yeah, and it's it's such connection because you are in their face. It's such personal space. I mean, I was, you know, tell clients, don't worry, I'm going to lean all over you. Did you ever think, I mean, we're going to start with like how you got started in this, but did you ever think at one point, like, is this the right thing for me to do? Or you knew like you were good right away as soon as you started doing that? Yeah, I struggled with it. You're right. Because I came from a theater background. Yeah. So makeup made sense. You know, you're putting yeah. stage makeup on, you know, you're, you're doing this intense sort of makeup. For me, I was such a, you know, old hippie naturalist, you yeah. know, I didn't wear much makeup. So I was like trying to connect, how is this work going to work for me? And what I actually had to come to is that I'm connecting with this, you know, with making people feel better about themselves and allowing myself to penetrate deeper for them to feel good about themselves internally, to talk to women for they had a space to feel safe, a place that they were loved a place that they were um, encapsulated in understanding their beauty and feeling empowered. And that's where I took my business or my, the way I relate to my clients is to empower them to go deeper. So yeah, on the surface, I can have you feel better about yourself. You know, your face is looking better as you're walking out the door, but there's, you know, I feel like I touched their soul, you know, and that was, that's what connected me to be able to do that. And did you have a connection that you did theater work was there a sense of like kind of being on stage a little bit, especially oh, when yeah. you're first doing clients? Oh like, yeah, I'm an actress, yeah. of course. I, yeah. I've performed a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're on. Yeah, yeah, you're telling your stories. You're keeping yeah. it going. You're entertaining. Yeah. You're doing the song and dance. And that, the funny yeah. thing is, like, I, I my perception of the industry, everyone has their shtick right. or what works for them. Exactly. And it can go from like someone not speaking at all to their yeah. clients exactly. to like telling their whole life story or pulling everything out of that client. And that's like the, that's the flock that you then create with your clientele, which is, I think, one of the best things when you've done it for a long time, that there's such a great energy that you get to share with your clients and fellow workers. Yeah, because when I had my studios, you know, and I had all my girls working for me, I, I, I would say to clients, I said, every yeah. person on this row is talented. Yeah. You could go to any one of these people, they've been highly trained and you're going to get excellent work, yeah. but it's who you connect with. Who's the person for you? You know, and some people, you know, like Jessica, she would just talk about herself. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And they loved it. They wanted to hear Jessica's yeah. story. She's bubbly and cute. Yeah. She's going <laughs> up to something. So they loved that. And some people just wanted to talk, you know, and they had a space to talk about themselves. Yeah. So they felt safe. And then you're their therapist and you know their whole life story. You know what's going right. on in their life. And you're being a support system for them. I mean, literally, I would have clients go, oh, you know, I'd come home and talk to my husband about what you would say to me. And the husbands would actually, after years of doing that, have to come in to meet me. Who is this Christina? 
know, I have a whole family that I do that at this point, the husband literally goes, why don't you just ask Tina? Because <laughs> I always have the answer for whatever they're asking. <laughs> exactly. He goes, just ask her. <laughs> I just laugh because all of them say it. There's like a mom, right? just the mom's sister, there's a grandma, there's like now grandkids. Right? Like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I love when you get the whole family. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have to have it is the best and you have to be very subtle, you know, yeah. to be careful. Like I always say to my, my younger clients, I, you know, I'd say, I'm never going to expose anything you right. tell me. This is right. your safe space. Yes. Unless of course you're doing something that's harmful well, to yourself, yeah. then we're going to have to have a conversation. Then we're going to have to take it yeah. to another place. But if you're hurting yourself, you know, I don't know yeah. if I can hold it back, you know, yeah. but generally speaking, it was always, it's a safe place, yeah. you know, that they can tell me anything and it's pissing them off about their mom or their whatever, or what's going on. Yeah. And then guide them down the path to have, you know, reconciliation or understanding or right. compassion or look at it from a different side, you know? Yeah. Give the perspective so they can walk away going, oh, okay. I didn't think of it that way. You know, we are therapists. We always, yeah. have, you know, yeah. that's for sure in this industry. That's, you know, we're therapists we're a family I mean that's the thing about a family dynamic in a salon there's all that family dynamic you know it's like who's the dad in the in the salon who's the mom who's the enemy how are the siblings that kid right (laughs) exactly so yeah I mean that's the wonderful thing about working in this sort of environment it's it's it, it really you come home with so much yeah and it's so different than any office environment yeah it's such a different energy it's not you're not walking on eggshells you're not um I, I mean you get mad you just like get mad and get over it right. like a day later like sorry I was in a shitty mood and whatever but it, you're in an office environment you never have that you're, you can't touch anyone you can't look at them weird <laughs> you can't ask them to go sit and have lunch with you it's just such a foreign thing from what we get to work in yeah which is really the key of like sharing stuff together, learning together, teaching each other. And it's a day when I was assisting just to be on the floor and to be able to watch that many people, what you learn from just watching. Oh my God. Yeah. Like no one didn't have to sit there and be like, this is how you're going to weave. But like, really like this one does it like this. And oh, well, this one does this. And wow. Like that's just now sitting next to Rachel now, like, oh my God, that's awesome. Like that's a great trick to do. Like, that's what I love of the, the industries you're constantly learning as an artist. Right. If you're looking to right of course but I feel like the majority of people that I've always worked with it's been like that well we've been stagnant yeah well we've been lucky we've been working around really talented people yeah for a long long time and I think I gravitate I can very easily ignore the ones that aren't like that and gravitate to what is in the salon that is like that right exactly okay so let's talk about how you got started in the business right so I was a theater major. I started in the theater since I was like in third grade. I always wanted to be an actress. And, um, you know, I had this bad experience in my senior year in high school. I had one most talented from my school. And then I was up for best actress amongst my peers. It was the Thespian Society, the International Thespian Society. And I was a part of this so group of actors. So was it just actors. your high school that yeah. did that? Or like... Well, the International yeah. Thespian Society was, you know, nation. Okay. But my group of people that I was actors and actors, we were voting for who was best actor and best actress. And I was up for best actress and they didn't vote me in. And I was just completely devastated. And it really just, you know, made me realize that I was, if my peers could not choose me, you know, if I was rejected by my peers, I 
and it devastated me. I was so hurt that I realized I didn't have what it take to be in the yeah. real world as an actress. I knew it. I knew I wasn't, I would be crushed. So um, was your plan to just go out and start trying to do that? Or were you going to try and go to school for it or for the yeah. education with it? Well, at that point, I, I, I won like Los Angeles Times award for best actress. That's I, amazing. Yeah, the grant to go to college yeah. with it. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And you're like, no, <laughs> I can't yeah, handle I, it. I, I didn't, you know, I was really, and it's a shame yeah. because I wish I had really like talked to somebody yeah. or something, yeah, yeah. but who knows, you know, yeah, yeah. here I found another career that I loved yeah. and, you know, went down a whole different path. And even doing makeup in the back of my mind, it was always like there. Cause I love the theater. I didn't want to be yeah. a television actress or a motion picture actress. I wanted to do the theater. Nice. That's what I grew up in. The, you know, I love that, that yeah. feeling of the contact, which is interesting. This is like yeah, the theater. It is. Constant contact. So reaction. Like movie or, like yeah. You're getting the reaction from the audience. Right. You're getting reaction from your own actor, how they're right. delivering the lines, which right. is definitely correlates like what you do all the time in here. You know, <laughs> well, it's so funny when I was doing Lita's eyebrows today and I go, and she, I go, so how, how is it? She goes, good I go oh no that's not enough <laughs> no no that's awesome this is great this is what I want it's good. It's, but it's good it's not gonna work <laughs> don't give me rejection <laughs> still I can't take it <laughs> that's exactly. awesome so um there was this opportunity to just I don't know how I found out about it, it was just random but um they were offering a, they were grandfathering people in to get their cosmetician's license which was uh makeup first esthetician second that's the way it used to be now it's esthetician but it used to be called the cosmetician's license and you could take this two-week uh, crash course and i went to this place called yamashiro i think yamashiro yamamoto something like that yeah on wilshire boulevard and um did this two-week crash course so i could you know take my exam i did it passed the exam and that's how I got my, oh, but the funny thing is, as I went, I was telling you before, is I went to my, uh, my uh, teacher, my, the director, the head of our theater program at my high school, and I had him have to sign off all the hours I did in makeup. And because uh, you had had a certain yeah. amount of hours back then, right? 600 hours or whatever it was. And I had him sign up. He was just devastated. Yeah. He's like, no, you need to be an actress. What are you doing? I said, no, man, I'm, I, I can't, I yeah. got to go this direction. And, you know, he reluctantly signed all yeah. my hours off so I could, you know, take that, you know, two week crash course to get my license. That's insane. I know. That's awesome. I know. David Farley, the best man ever. What a great mentor he was. He was a great teacher. But anyway, so that's how I got my license. And then I, oddly enough, I looked in the paper and there was an ad for Senate Cosmetics for a makeup artist. Oh, really? That's how you found the job? That's crazy. I thought for sure it was like came in or something. No, no. Old school, like, you know, look at the paper yeah, for the job. Yeah, back of the newspaper right. job. Right. Right. <laughs> I went in for my um, yeah. interview with Eugenia Weston. I was terrified. Oh, yeah. You know, I was so young. And um, I started with her. She was my mentor. I I, was, I assisted her, I don't know, a few years, yeah. you know. And, and how long had Senna, like, been around at that point? Like, it was it newer, or she had been pretty established? She was pretty new. Yeah. I think she was pretty yeah. new, because she just came out of so, uh, Cassandra, you know. So she helped develop Truco with Jerry Cazenza, and then she branched off and opened her own place right next door. Got it. Yeah. And was Cassandra still there when you went Yeah. There? Oh, yeah. Because uh, Jerry had a, an assistant named Nora. And so I remember Nora and Jerry and Eugenia and I had gone to lunch. It was so exciting. Yeah. It felt so yeah. special. 
to have our bosses take us to lunch. That's such a big crazy. deal. But they were tough, man. So Senna then was next door to Cassandra, Cassandra 2000, which was Sebastian, the beginning of Sebastian. And then she closed that and took off with just the product line. Yeah. And then that sat empty no, for no, a good amount of time. No, they moved over, Sebastian moved over to the pyramid building. They built the pyramid building. But it was building. for the products is why they right. primarily did but that. But they were doing education sat, and stuff. That sat empty for like six years. Yeah. They wouldn't put anybody in it. No. Until Tony got to do it. Oh, really? So then aesthetic ended up next to Senna there. Right. But she refused to let any other hair salon go in there. It just sat empty. Wow. Basically. Just yeah. crazy. Crazy. A circle of like how it all happened. I know. So I keep going saying, back to that building. Right? <laughs> right. Can't leave that corner. <laughs> can't leave that corner. <laughs> um, so you were at Senna for how long? Hmm. On and off. I mean, I I left Eugenia probably about four times. Really? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted, I, my father died. I moved to Italy yeah. for a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. A year and a half. Came back, you know, did this whole fashion scene on Melrose for a while. Came back, worked for her again. She always yeah. took me back. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you gave her as much service as all the girls gave you. <laughs> yeah. I was a bitch, eh? <laughs> You know, in retrospect, you know, she was, a, she was a great teacher, you yeah. know, she was tough, man. Yeah. She was tough. But, you know, after owning my own business for so many years and training so many girls and going through so yeah. much, I realized, you know, there was a reason for it. Light, yeah. I remember she, one of the first questions she asked me, are you going to have babies? What was, ask an 18 year old. Again, <laughs> something you could never <laughs> do in an office space. But in these things, like, are you going to dress like that every day? Or like, <laughs> things that People say in an interview, it's like, oh, it's not really legal to say that, but okay. Probably not at all now. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. You're like, maybe. Yeah, I didn't even think about kids. <laughs> no, I never wanted kids back right. in the day. So right. it was fine for me to say, oh, no, no kids. But, <laughs> but you know, she understood. It's like, and I experienced that. How many girls did I train? And all of a sudden they got married and had kids. And then they're out of, you know, you spend all this time and energy mm -hmm. training them. And they're gone. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I understood that. Um, so after Senna, um, well, I was at Senna and then I was just, my, it was like the fourth time I was, right. you know, I was like, And yeah, Christine was, and I ended up meeting oh, yeah. at, through her being at Senna and we shared a ton of clientele. And at that point, then we started referring to each other, but we still never met. And I think finally I walked I, over. Someone was getting, someone, I, one of our shared clients was getting her eyebrows done and I walked over and I was like, mm, it was awesome. It's like dark in here. It's yeah. cute. Right? It's like such a different feeling than the salon vibe. Yeah. And then um, we shared more clientele and more clientele. And then she, you left Senna. And I think one of those clients then called and said, you know, she's leaving and she came over and then worked with um, Joanna Mann for a little bit. And then <laughs> that work out. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just I had, you know, met my, you know, new husband that yeah. time was my boyfriend at the time. And so we were living together and he decided I I left Joanna. I didn't know what to do with myself. And he built me a makeup studio in the house. So I was just gonna do clients out of the house. And you know, my son was Don was yeah. still little. And um, and then uh Nick Haddad had platinum salon which was down the street right. but she left aesthetica to open yes oh, yeah. he left aesthetica to open that's this industry yeah. and everybody thinks they're going to do it and then afterwards they go why did i do that <laughs> i never ever thought that i was going to do it i mean <laughs> that's what i was going to ask in this too like when did it hit you like i can do this i'm gonna open my own place well i didn't think i know I was, now i realize yeah it, like fell yeah. into yeah well i was pushed into basically <laughs> but um yeah, um, 
Nick had had this, his salon and he had a, a person running his makeup counter and through other people, they had heard that I was kind of like not working. And this woman was going on vacation for three months to Europe, something like that, Europe, Germany, I think. Right. And uh, she needed somebody to run her counter for her while she was gone. And so she paid me a salary and said, you know, run the counter. And I knew Nick, yeah. you know, from before. Yeah, it was fine. And so it was a fun gig. And then when she came back, she said to me, um, you know, can you stay at least one day a week? So I did. So I was still doing my little thing yeah. out of the house. And I was doing that one day a week. And then it was Christmas time. And in the old days, everybody used to have Christmas parties huge for party. the huge parties for the salon. And we're at the Christmas party. And she turns to me and says, I'm leaving. And I went, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you telling me this in a party? What do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't want to have this information before yeah. Nick. And that's what I said to her. Yeah. Do not tell me this. mad at me. <laughs> oh my God. You have to tell Nick immediately. Do not tell me that. She goes, I just... Well, I want to tell him, but I want to tell him that you're going yeah. to take over the counter. And, you know, I, you know, decided to do it. So did you start a makeup line then? Yeah. That's when I started Polaris, 1998. I started mix. I, yeah. 19 February 1st, 1998. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. And so that's when I started with Nick and I was with Nick for quite a few years. We built quite a successful business and, you know, we had our little falling out, yeah. you know, built a beautiful studio in there and, I, you know, when I, Nick asked me to leave, <laughs> I put it like that right now, right? <laughs> Let her down with the podcast as we get a little bit we'll get bolder, juicier. We'll, get juicier. <laughs> we'll tell the details of all these scenarios. Anyway, so uh, when he asked me to leave on my birthday, uh, yeah, oh my God. Yeah, it was basically a coup um, with Deborah. PTSD. <laughs> devastated, like rocking. Ah, what happened? Yeah. Um, so um, I had gone to my friends who owned a salon right on Genesta, which was off salon. I knew some of the stylists there. I don't even remember why. Um, maybe who did I know there? Anyway, so I went over there and said, hey, I just need a counter. I need a place to do makeup. And um they said, oh, the place next door is available for rent. Crazy. And I said, let's do this. Yeah. And it was big. Like, it was a double space. Yeah. You, you got that right away, the two spaces? Yeah, both spaces. Yeah. I took them both. Yeah. I took both suites, yeah. It used to be the Jerry Balboa tennis shop. Yes. And that was a beautiful studio. Yeah. So my ex-husband and I, we built a beautiful studio. We it was customized, gorgeous. Customized everything. Everything was handmade. It was gorgeous. You know, we had all kinds of retail product. I had a great staff. We were so busy. I mean, literally, we worked... You know, eight in the morning and eight at night. We were so busy doing makeups. We were it. We, everybody yeah. came to us for makeup, eyebrows. We had, you know, huge retail. You know, we really yeah. kind like of one whole half was retail. Like yeah. so inviting. Like yeah. you wanted to walk around and touch everything. Yeah. It was great. Beautiful. Like like mirrors and makeup bags and like it's like a jewelry dream. Like, yeah. okay, I'll wait. <laughs> like, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna take this. Yeah, we had that, that jewelry cabinet yes. right at the front desk, and everybody so would bump, bump like that ring and that necklace. Yeah, yeah we had a great retail so business. Good. Yeah, and she and Christine, what my view of it when she went there was like the perfect situation. Like, looked so beautiful, looked exactly how I would picture her studio would look. The team of girls worked so well together. She marked out lunch for them so they communally would sit and have lunch. Like, if you're working in Europe. Um, yoga's on Friday nights for them, like just made such a safe haven. So different than the salon. It was like all women, just such a communal, great Funny, team. I totally forgot about the Friday night yoga. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just you and I that showed up. Most of the time. <laughs> but I thought it was amazing. I'm like, thanks, I'll come. <laughs> 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 and you were like, these fucking girls are 
I'm giving it. I'm like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> good. It's true, man. We had a good time. So I was yeah. there 10 years. And during that time, you know, my girls wanted to expand. You know, they were jealous of all these artists, you know, working and, you know, doing uh, fashion shows and magazine work. And we're that good. We're that talented. Why aren't we? So I started investing in doing shows. And I yeah. first show I uh, did was LA Fashion Week. I, you know, paid to be in the show. Uh, we did a three-day event, and that's when I met my friends Danny and Aubrey, mm -hmm. who owned Studio DNA at the time. And um, from there, you know, I started working with them, doing fashion shows. We were doing one after another after another. We were doing shows all the time. Then we started putting my product in both of their salons. And from there, that kind of made me realize, like, I can grow this. I can start, you know, franchising right. the business. And so I started developing where I started putting my makeup um, in other salons, which, you know, we were in Tony's and Beverly Hills, and we were in Simi Valley, Thousand Oaks. I was at Jamie's Hair Salon for over seven years. So, and with that, it's where I developed all these relationships with these hairdressers. So it wasn't just in one salon, I was developing relationships yeah. with hairdressers all over LA. And then you see the connections all over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you, this person works there and they knew this person. Yeah. and. That's how that kind of all came together. So I'm really lucky as an artist, as a makeup artist, to have had this experience to work with so many talented hairdressers. And um, that's kind of what, you know, helped create this. And then after that, I left, you know, Patsy's and, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I left my, closed my Close. salon after, you know, my lease was up basically was it was. So it was up. Yeah, my lease years. was up. My 10 year lease was up and I was on the fence. What do I do? You know, kind of burned out a little yeah. bit. I was yeah. burned out. I mean, I loved what I was doing, but I was just tired of training people and having them leave me. Yeah. That was the hard right. part. It's a big investment. You know, yeah. it was huge. And then, and the industry was changing a little bit. Like you couldn't just get them to, you know, work for $25 a day and train them. You were <laughs> right. like, we're having to pay minimum wage and did it make sense to do that? And I actually always paid my girls salary. I mean, I always paid them yeah, hourly. Yeah. I always did. It was the training. It was the extensive training because I would teach them That's and so train them. Time, you know, you spend a year of this educational program that you were putting into them and then they would leave. And it was just, then I finally put it in their company policy. Like, if you don't stay with me for a year on yeah. the floor, you have to pay me back for the education. I put like some simple yeah, yeah, price, yeah. like 1200 bucks. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. seriously. And I've only had one artist that ever paid me back. Yeah. And she's still an artist. I just did her makeup the other day. I'm doing her makeup for her wedding. Erin Sakakini. Yeah. Erin, yeah. yeah. And she has her own place now. Listen, I launched so many careers. Yeah. So many artist careers. Yeah. And then a lot of artists never, never fulfilled, never completed, never did anything with their career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it takes a certain person too to really like stick it out. I think most people get into it thinking like, it'll be easy and I can do makeup and I can make my own hours. And it's not, I mean, it really is a, nine to five ish kind of job or set hours and like working that you know well and also too it's like I always try to train my you know train these girls or educate or enlighten them over the idea it's like you have to use both sides of your brain you are a businesswoman yeah. this is your this is your business this is your profession yes you can be artistic and have all this fun with what you do but there's numbers here and this is how you yeah. make your numbers. And, you know, selling something is not a bad thing. If you're using a lipstick on a client and they love it, they want to have it. Just put it on that. Yeah. That's all you need to do to sell it. Don't <laughs> say a word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they want that lipstick. Trust me. Yeah. You know, so that was always a, yeah. a struggle. Well, I don't like to sell. Well, you're not. Yeah. 
you, you're putting something on that looks yeah. fantastic and they want to continue to look like that when they don't have your hands to do it. Yeah. So yeah, that was, a, that was a, a big lesson too. So, you know, not everybody had that capacity yeah. because it's not even just selling product, it's selling yourself. It's, you know, selling your business. Let's book your next appointment, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, this is, it's a very interesting industry. So after that, I went to Salon Patrice, you know, with uh, Patsy and that was a well, wonderful experience. It was hard at first because, you know, letting my baby go. I mean, that yeah. was my life. That was huge. That was everything. Yeah. Consumed a lot. And, you know, I had a child and, you know, a new baby. I mean, literally opened the salon. And did you move with just you to Patsy or did you have someone else? No, I came all by myself. Okay. But when I opened Polaris, remember I opened Polaris and I was pregnant yeah. with Phoenix. Yeah. Like, didn't even know. Bam, I was pregnant. I was like, shit. Six. <laughs> 46 and I'm pregnant and I got a brand new business. Oh God. So yeah, I was, yeah. remember I was pumping my yes. breast milk in the refrigerator while doing clients. Oh my God. Yeah. I actually did a wedding 10 days after I had my cesarean. Yeah. Oh. Roseanne's sister. That's crazy. Roseanne's sister. That's insane. I, 10 days after I had a cesarean because oh I was committed to do the wedding. Yeah. Oh. No way. I remember at one point standing and leaning like, like, whoa, breathe. <laughs> but, you know, we were just trained to, you know, yeah. we, we were professionals. We are professionals. And, and that's the thing about this industry. I think we, um, after Patsy decided to close, um, the Aesthetica Salon, your old place yeah. in Tarzana had become a studios, beauty studios. And we were like, oh my God, I never want to work in a studio ever. We loved the salon yeah. vibe. We loved the connection. We loved the community. We loved all that. And uh, we went and checked it out. We said, yeah, let's do it. And of we course were, you made it that yeah. within a studio place. Well, that's what was great about that location yeah. because it was like that. Because the you know shampoo bowls were communal. Yeah. So it was a place where everybody would gather. You know, we had a lunch. So everybody yeah. kind of, and we knew each other. Yeah. And that's what makes the difference. Yeah, we had a good group of you people. You go into each other's little shops, yeah, yeah. you hang out, you're in between clients. Yeah. It makes it feel like you're at a Ex salon. Exactly, it did. And that's what made that, you know, where the other one was most, you know, salon so suites. so separated. It's like, you know. An office building. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it is. Yeah, nobody talks to anybody, nobody yeah. hangs out. But anyway, so that was a great experience. And then COVID hit. They went bankrupt and, you know, Tina and I had been talking prior to that uh, before we reconnected and um, I text her, I said, yeah. do you need any people? And they're like, yes, <laughs> please, <laughs> right? Because we still didn't get everyone back. We still haven't gotten everyone back yet. So it was a perfect, some people were retiring and it was like a definite needed, it was like time for that to happen. It was time for a clean out in here that naturally happened with the whole COVID thing that I don't think would have ever been a decision that like Tony made and the energy level, it just like instantaneously changed the energy in here, which was amazing. Um, in the makeup area, Robert was loving it. He was loving the younger hairdressers, having Rachel here and having just like a whole different vibe going on instead right. of like everyone coming in and complaining about their lives, right? <laughs> <laughs> because it, as long as I've done it, you know, there was older Bill White, like came in still 80 something years old and like dressed immaculately in all white and never complained once about what age he was. And then there's the hairdressers that like their own only social event is coming into the salon to do clients and complaining about their life the whole time. Right. And that can like suck the life out of the situation. And it's great to like come back to having people that are all like kind of on the same energy level. 
Yeah, we love what I, we do. It's like you were talking about Patsy before. Yeah. I mean, Patsy's oh, yeah. 70 years Patsy's old. Patsy's fucking amazing. Looks amazing, great energy, smile on her face, screaming good morning there. Right? <laughs> and like, you wouldn't know what age she was. No. Which is what also we're selling in this industry. Right. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like, your clients want to come in and know that like, you're looking good. Right. You can tell me how I should wear my hair. I've never understood hairdressers that like, didn't come in like, dressed or like you're trying to tell people what to do with their hair and like you don't do anything like I don't know I just don't I feel like you have to sell you're selling an image to them or an energy and like what like a, a positivity that like you if you don't have it and you're like walking around like you are like you're not what are you selling to them right you know <laughs> right right because they're trusting you yeah they're trusting for your advice and yeah. your you know your insight to what makes them look good yeah you know, absolutely so yeah patsy is definitely you know she, me working with her for those four years because i really i mean i worked with her on and off yeah, over yeah. the years but um to really get connected with her yeah. has been awesome because she's taught me a lot she's toughened me up a lot a yeah. lot <laughs> really? oh yeah <laughs> you know put your big girl pants on she always say you know <laughs> But here she is, you know, she walked, I mean, she, she, she stands behind her chair longer than anybody. Yeah. She works, comes in, doesn't leave until the end of the day. I mean, she's, yeah. and book solid yeah. still, you know, with, you know, crazy. Yeah. I mean, remember when she was at, oh, well, you were in at Platinum, but we well, were oh. in the room, but at Platinum, man, she was a person who used to open the damn salon in the morning. That's crazy. And the last Please. one, would be yeah. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. She's insane. Insane. <laughs> So yeah, she's one of those people that you really admire in this industry. So anyway, that's a little bit of my career. I mean, I worked in San Francisco. I worked for, you know, um, Elite Modeling Agency. I did makeup up there. Is that when you left for a little bit from Eugenia? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. When like, I came yeah. back. When I came back from Europe, when I lived in, yeah, moved to Europe for a while, lived in Italy yeah. for a year, you know, did makeup over there, and then came back here. And you did it in Italy you, also? Yeah, yeah. did you work when you were there? Just freelance, stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like photo shoots and stuff, or like yeah. weddings? Yeah, or photo shoots, yeah. You just like picked up from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, though? <laughs> <laughs> I went to school, learned Italian, just met, you know, lived there, met people. Yeah. Just like connected with photographers yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Oh my God. that's like a big deal <laughs> i've had a pretty intense career yeah. yeah and then i went to san francisco yeah. and i worked for elite modeling agency which helped yeah. that's where my, my best friend joyce who lives up there we she was running all the makeup there and i was saw an ad yeah I swear to god saw an ad that's awesome that said they were doing custom blended foundation which yeah i can do that rock that shit walked in there and said oh i can do this you know we just that's worked with there and and then the San Francisco earthquake hit, and that right. was a whole You're other. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think I went back to LA. Exactly. <laughs> really, I threw my client. And literally, we're, I'm working on a client, and the earthquake hit, and I threw her under my makeup oh desk. My God. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're like shit. <laughs> I was on the fifth day of the master cleanser when I hit. Oh. Oh, dude. When I went home, we opened that fridge and ate everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you die? <laughs> Yeah, that's one of those glitches when I was off running and do that. Funny. Yeah, so all the all the makeup artists, all the hairdressers I met there. That's why I have connections in, in San Francisco with hairdressers. So when, and when did you get married to Donovan's dad in that whole, you, when you came back here then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Donovan's Christina's oldest. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and the baby she had at 46 is Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> Who's now 17. Right. <laughs> so now you know how old I am. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So that's okay. a little bit of my career. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, based on all that, it's like, I was fortunate as a makeup artist because not only did I always work in a salon, you know, I always had my roots in a salon, even if I freelance and did, you know, Oscars or fashion shows or, you know, went to New York and did New York Fashion Week, no matter what, I was connected with hairdressers all the time. Right. I even...